Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehila Community Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am joined here in Studio B. This is what we call the studio, by the way. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> it's a personal joke around here, but uh, those of you that just see this, you think this is this gorgeous studio. So, um, But I'm here, and I'm with Mr. Nadi Ram. He is uh, an attorney, uh, Israeli attorney, lives in the land of Israel. Uh, he's founded several villages over there, founded some other things over there. Um, I almost feel like you're a, a civil rights activist for Jews in the land, amen? Which, I'm trying, sh- I'm which trying. shouldn't be a thing, right? I'm trying but, my best. But, um, but uh, anyways, thanks for being here. Thank you for hosting me. Yeah, yeah, no, we're excited. He's going to be speaking uh, you know, here in just a couple hours with uh, our group. So by the time you guys see this, it won't be, uh, it'll be passed. But um, I wanted to take it this time to interview you, kind of get to know you a little bit, but then yeah. also to uh, give you a bit of a platform to, you know, Say what's on your heart, what's going on, and, and all that, you know? Amazing. Let's do it. So uh, so you're an attorney? Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, here in the States, we think of attorneys in certain ways, right? You have your personal injury attorneys. You have your, um, you know, your estate planning attorneys, your divorce attorneys. Tell, what type of an attorney are you, okay, would you self-describe? So let's go back to the reason why I become an attorney. I was arrested in Israel many times because I pr- tried to pray uh, uh, and practice my religion on the Temple Mount uh, in Jerusalem, the place that God chose to put this Shekhinah, the house of God in Jerusalem. I was arrested many times because I tried to heritage the land of Israel as Joshua Binun and the prophecies asked us to do, as God asked Abraham to do, and as Abraham asked us and Joshua Binun. And, and to build new villages today called settlement in yeah, Judea and Samaria, right? what yeah. your radio c- like to call it the West Bank, but in Judea and Samaria. And I was arrested many times because I did the tour of the gates of Jerusalem and so on and so on. So I didn't have any more money for my lawyers. So I, become, I became a, a lawyer myself. And today I represent hundreds of people who are arrested only because they practice r- their religion or start trying to do biblical commandments or things like that. So I'm pretty much a human rights activist lawyer. I'm one of the most busy lawyers, I think, in Israel <laughs> today. Yeah, uh, Hundreds of people that I, I uh, represent pro bono. It's written in Isaiah chapter 1. Uh, Zion will be redeemed by judgment. Yes. So yes. Uh, we are trying yeah, to do so. And today there is a big fight all over the world between good and bad, between uh, the, go- the, the government, the civilians, the people, and, and the judges system are trying to be liberal, trying to bring us to different ways, anti-democratic ways. Sure. Uh, this is happening in Israel now big time, where the Supreme Court is very left. Yeah. And I'm trying to do whatever I can to stand against that and to bring Mashiach, to bring redemption. So let's lay this out. I mean, uh, the way the world pictures Israel um, it doesn't sound like you'd be a very busy guy because the way, you know, and this is just the media that I, you know, I see, right? Um, <coughs> Israel is oppressing other people. It's not 
that the Jews are oppressed. I mean, the Jews in the land, they're the evil ones, right? I mean, they're yeah. the ones that are uh, taking over the world and all these things. I mean, you hear all these, uh, all these things about what they're doing to the Palestinians yeah. and all this. But what you're telling me is that you personally have been arrested several times, multiple times, just for trying to pray in the land of Israel, the, the, pl- the place that God in the Bible ordained to be your home to worship him in, right? I mean, I, I'm, help me, I, I'm confused. Absolutely, this is a very good point to start with. You know, uh, the entire world, the majority of the anti-Semitic uh, people all over the world uh, demonized Israel for years for a divine reason, by the way. We'll speak about it, but uh, uh, let's take the Temple Mountain as a good, as a good example. Uh, the biggest call of Moshe Dayan, the general in 67, said the Temple Mountain is in our hand. Yeah, yeah. Finally, we were uh, being able to go back to the root, to our roots, to go back to the Temple Mount, the most holy place for Jewish and for all the religion in, in, in earth supposed to be. And we are there. The situation today in the heartland of in the, in the Temple Mount that we are reading the Bible, we know what will be in the end in the redemption time. This house we call the house of prayer for all the nations. Amen. And, yeah. And this is what we all need to work together to achieve. Uh, today, thousands of thousands, ten thousands of Muslims every week pray, bow, picnic, working doing whatever they want. By the way, they bow when they're behind facing the holiest of holiest and they are facing Mecca. Because for them, this is not a sacred place. This is uh, a place to fight the Jewish people. This is the core of Israel. But the Jewish people are not allowed to go there only in small groups, up to 20, 30 people, only two hours in the morning, escorted by policemen, only in the very uh, specific path. Yeah. And if somebody is trying to say Shema Israel is immediately arrested, yeah. and this is a disgrace, and this is uh, the upside-down world that we we see. Everybody think Jerusalem is ours. Everybody think we are aggressor, and it's the opposite. Thousands of thousands of Arabs who are shouting, "Kill the Jews! Kill Israel from the sea to the sea!" and, and taking stones and Molotov cocktails, preparing to do riots and to throw it on the Western Wall. Uh, and they are allowed to go out and have freedom of every and f- have freedom. But we, the Jewish people in our own capital, cannot move our lips. What about freedom of religion, of movement, all those kind of freedoms that that yeah. uh, the court like to speak about and the liberal world like to speak about? For Jew, if it's about the Jews, we we don't have those rights. So, so then what you're telling me is that it's completely backwards. Exactly, it's completely backwards. So, in the place where you guys are it's it's almost like the people that you are having to um i don't want to say fight but maybe fight is the right word is is some of your own people in order to get the rights that you guys should have already established by your government right or by the creation of the state of israel the whole point of the creation of the state of israel was to to provide a place for the jewish people to come to to be safe from the very types of oppressions that you're talking about, the persecution that you're talking about, yeah. right? I mean, it's not Russia, right? It's not a, a you shouldn't be dealing with people. I, I actually, I don't know if I've been on the Temple Mount and uh, we went. I hope you didn't bring your Bible because you will be immediately arrested. Yeah, well, I didn't. Uh, we were coached uh, pretty well ahead of time and we took the tour with the police escort. Uh, Who with told you don't people. pray, don't stand, don't move, right? Don't, right. Uh, don't put out any Bible, don't. Exactly right. And, you know, what was interesting about that experience is we stood there and waited and watched Muslims, Christians, you know, tourists from every walk of life, yeah. every country walk past us while we stood in this little holding area while we waited 
Finally, they were able to get enough policemen to take us up, and we walked, and then we walked the tour around, right, to the edges. And the whole time, you have the police with you, and the police were fine. But what was a little strange was there's these, and it was cold, it was in February, it was a little bit drizzly, right, in, in Israel, as you yeah. know, right? Yeah. It's cold and wet at that season. And there's these guys that are just, like, staring at us. And when I say staring, like... <laughs> And I, it, I mean, I even took a picture of one of the guys. Wakf, the walk, the walk, exactly yeah. right. And so, what a lot of people don't know, um, and maybe you could clarify this for me. This is just my understanding: is that these people on the Temple Mount that are watching, they're not armed police, right? But they're they're from Jordan. They're not even from yeah, Israel. Unfortunately, or de facto, on field, the people of Israel, the way Moshe Dayan, a few days after we came to the to Jerusalem in '67, gave back. The symbol, the the key, the, like a big key symbolizing the gate, the key of the gates back to the so-called uh, the Arab so-called Palestinians over there and to the Jordan. Um, although there is no connection and it's and it's unbelievable, there is like a secret. Yeah, there is those wakf guys who are supervising in the name of the, Jord the Jordanian uh, uh, kingdom yeah. uh, about what is happening over there. Uh, arresting, you know, doing bad things, looking if, if a Jew is speaking, uh, praying or not. This is unbelievable, and you experience that. So a Muslim can pray? Of course. If you're not a Jew, by the way, also, if you will not be a Jew, if you don't look as a so Jew, Buddhist, you can go. If you're a Buddhist, if you're a Muslim, you can go. But if you look like me, you have a special line, as you said, yeah. for hours you need to wait and, and, uh, and see all the others going in and see them playing football and seeing them disgracing the holiest place on earth uh, yeah. while we cannot. So this, this is the situation in Israel. And let's go back to the roots because you spoke about establishing the, the states of Israel and the reason yeah. that it was established. So we need to, to understand that. <clears throat> and let's go to the core of the subject. After the Holocaust, there were two movements. Uh, what we call the Zionist movement. Uh, people, your your uh, parents and my, and my parents contribute the, our money and souls and prayers to help the, the establishment of the new land of Israel. And unfortunately, it wasn't based on the right on the right on on the right principles. Uh, you know, people secular Zionism is not standing anymore. Uh, people, uh, Herzl said, well, maybe do the shelter of, uh, for Israel, it, for the Jewish people in Uganda. Oh, no, let's do it in, the Kna in Knan land, in Israel. Yeah. Such a small place that uh, uh, was empty, as Mark Twain said, a dreary and heartbroken uh, uh, land in the 18th yeah, century. Yeah, Tel Aviv was a desert back then. It was, it was a place Barren abandoned, desert. waiting yeah. for the people of Israel to go back. And there were also the ultra-Orthodox who were not after the Holocaust and also before were keeping the flame, learning Torah, closing themselves, not going to the army, not going to participate in the in the in what you need to do when you are establishing a, a state of your own and for independence. So now it's time for a new kind of Zionism, a biblical Zionism. Uh, uh, biblical uh, and Zionism, this is what yeah. is happening, what we are calling in Israel Dati Leumi, religious Zionist, religious nation, nationalist. And this is what it's all about. It's about being there in the Holy Land and being Zionist from the right from the right reasons. Sure. Because if you're doing for, to, to do that for a shelter for the Jewish people or just a place to put your head in, so you see it's not lasting a lot for this, the second and the third generation of those Zionist movement doesn't want to live in Israel anymore. You can meet them in the malls in the United States of America selling yeah. selling those Ahava products. Yeah, yeah. Don't lose eye contact with the customers <laughs> uh, 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 or doing other things. And they're or live in Berlin because the milk is cheaper than Israel. Yeah. 
But you can all, and so this is don't, doesn't last. In a few years, the last Holocaust survivors on earth will vanish. Uh, yeah, and this is true. not a strong and enough and enough reason to be in Israel. Israel, it's not a nation like other nations. It's not a land like all the lands. Our connection is not like your connection for 245 years uh, in America. It's not nationality. It's it's something divine, deep, biblical-wise, uh, uh, and something much stronger. It's a part of our organ, of our soul. It's something we receive from God. It's part of our job on earth. And this is why it's so important to go back to the next stage. Biblical Zionism. Now, people all over, people hate us, even inside Israel, because we don't allow them to be as all the nations. We want to be light for the nations, right. and, not, and not to be like the nations. And for them, it's a nightmare. They want to look like and behave like the Gentiles, unfortunately. And this is also the reason why prime ministers from the right, like Bibi Netanyahu, like Arik Sharon, uh, in the last 15 years, the right is, is the majority in Israel and we have prime ministers, but in the end, they don't last. They don't do the right things because they don't have the spine of God, the spine of the Bible. So Ariel Sharon uh, destroyed 10,000 uh, families in, in uh, Gush Katif. Yeah. Although he was like one of us, but it wasn't connected to the Bible. Yeah. So he cannot stand under the international pressure. And and also Benjamin Netanyahu, Bibi, was 15 years. What about the sover sovereignty in uh, Judea and Samaria in, in, and in, uh, in the Jordan Valley? What about dealing with this judgment problem, Supreme Court problem that we have in Israel? He didn't do the job. And this is why God is bringing us in good or, God forbid, in a bad way to, to decide where we are. And also every believer in the Bible need to join us. We need the tribes. When we are building the house of prayer for all the nations, we need them with us. Right. And we are small in quantity, but big in quality. And today we are in an emergency state. Yeah. There, there is no such a thing. We are in the most, I, be, in my, I believe that we are now in the biggest threat ever in the land of Israel. Yeah, I think it's an identity crisis is what it is, if I had to describe it. Because... Um, there's people that do things, and then there's people that do things for the right reason, right? And uh, I think the Proverbs say that, you know, there's a, a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, ends in destruction, right? And so, uh, you know, there's a path that seems right to a man, but the Lord, right, God, weighs the motives of the heart. Yeah. And so these are things that are important for every believer and every supporter of Israel to understand. Um, you know, here in, in the United States, uh, we had Donald Trump as the president, and you would think that he was the Messiah. You would think that he came and, like, he's the guy, you know, he's doing all this good stuff for Israel and all this. And it's so funny because I remember when uh, he moved the, um, the embassy to Jerusalem. Yeah. I remember thinking, you know, because he's a, he's a businessman. And if he's giving something, well, what is, what is he waiting for in return? You know what I mean? And so for those of us that are looking at this like, okay, well, God says don't split the land, right? So we know, and we know from just recent history that land for peace doesn't work. We know that already. Why? Because when you give up land... Recently. You, yeah, yeah you, Biblically, you, <laughs> you can know it for thousands of years already. Well, that's my point, right? Yeah. So when you get back to doing it, like you said, the core... There's a, there's a core reason and core principles that I think God has given us, and we're trying to find some way to justify it 
today through our own intellect, our own and logic. And this is a big mistake. It is a big mistake. Why? Exactly. Because God said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you, are you believe that or not? Ryan, you are touching the right point, and I will give you an example. Yeah. You have President Trump, who was one of the biggest friends of Israel. Unfortunately, yeah. Bibi didn't take advantage of this. We received more missiles in the last four months of Biden than four years. You know, real peace will come when you go and behave like the Torah said. Yes. Uh, uh, so we have Trump, President Trump. But I want to, to, to bring you to, to this point. Exactly. We are using the terminology. We are losing the fight because we are afraid. We are politically correct. And we are using the terminology that the other side t is using. Right. And we need to use it to fight them uh, against the, the, them, as Rome behave, behave like in uh, in Rome. But yeah. but we need not to forget the truth. And the truth is that when President Trump, for example, is doing the deal of the century, who is the best deal ever offered to Israel, I agree. And big mega church uh, um, pastors yeah. and rabbis yeah. endorse this program. While this program, in the end of the day, although it was very good compared to everything we were used to it in the last generation, sure. But this program com uh, is also to give back biblical place of the heart of, of Israel to the Arabs. Yeah. It's to give the altar of Joshua in Mount Ebal and to give the grave of Joseph in Shechem in, in Abdus. It's to give a lot of different biblical place. Now, when I cannot accept those spiritual leaders who endorse and go for those deals because they are compromising. And we cannot compromise. When you are a Bible man, you cannot compromise. Amen. And this is what I'm asking also from the viewers. Don't read the Bible as fairy tales to your children. Amen. If you want to be serious about it's it, do, be, be serious. We are Now we are living the history of the future. Yes. We are all the time speak about the prophecies. We speak, we, you know, and this is something also I have a problem with my we were a friend from the Christian background. Yeah, I love Israel. I will pray for you. <laughs> you need to pray and act. To pray yeah. is not enough. Yeah. When you s read in the Bible, shall, you shall plant vineyards in the mountains of Samaria. Yeah. What are you thinking to yourself? Are you praying that God will shoot some plants of vineyards in, uh, inside the, the fields? That's right. Or you are praying that you will be able to be a part and have the privilege to support and be a part of the pioneers in the heart of Israel. And they are digging the hole, they are buying the plants, they're putting the fence, they're bringing water, they're keeping the sabbatical year that we will see in two months. They are doing whatever they can to fulfill the prophecies in action. Pray and act. Yeah. And you have the special opportunity to be a part of this privilege. And now, more than ever, we are now in the end times. Look what is happening. All the prophecies, God forbid, I hope only the good ones will, will, <laughs> will, uh, will happen. It's depend on us. Yeah. But we need to wake up because there will be no, this is the history of the future and people will ask us what we did. What we did when Jews were afraid to go to walk in the streets of Jerusalem, what we did when high officer, high rank officer in, in the army and the police ask people not to go with flag of Israel, not to go with the, no go to soldiers, don't go back home with their uniform because they're afraid, not to allowing, allowing in mar one part the march of the, of the gay parade in Jerusalem and don't allow the, the, the march of the flag in, in the day, Jerusalem day and not to allow Jewish to go with flags in Jerusalem. I said to the Supreme Court, this is, this is our fight as a lawyer. I'm going to the Supreme Court. I do appeals and I say to them, this is our proud parade to yeah. march with the flag of Israel in Jerusalem. That's How right. can you, in the name of human rights, allowing the gay parade in Jerusalem, although it's harming the feelings of Muslims, Christians, and Jews in the most holy city in the world, yeah. and you don't allow me to go with the flag of Israel? Well, this, is, this is the hypocrisy that we need to expose. And we need to be also 
the, the Geula, the redemption will come not from big rabbis, not from big pastors, not from big leaders, but from small individuals like you and me believe in the Bible seriously. Yeah. And I'm trying to do whatever we can. And we need to join forces. Yeah, so this is a good point. So, you know, Isaiah 61, 5, somewhere on there says that the children of a foreigner will be your vine dressers, right? Yeah. So you, you mentioned some things of people doing the work. I've been with Hayavel. I've gone. I've done the pruning and things like that. It, it is a... Uh, you know, I've never worked in my life and felt so privileged to be doing manual yeah. labor, right? I mean, what, yeah. a, what a privilege it is to be there and do those things. But um, I think a bigger point, you mentioned Geula, you mentioned joining forces and working together. And this is something where, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a conservative Christian, right? This is what the world would paint me as, right? And, and you're a, a Zionist Orthodox Jew, right? And both yeah. of those right now in the media are titles that when people say that, it's said in a way to be negative. Now, I wear that proudly. I'm sure you wear yours proudly, right? Yeah. A, you know, a nationalist, you know, Orthodox Jew, me, a, a Zionist, a, a Christian, a supporter of Israel. I, I, there's no lying. There's no deceit in those statements, right? But they're using them today somehow. Those have become like catchphrases to say something negative about somebody. Yeah. And I think that this is important because there are people on my side of the fence that are Christians that look at Jews and they only read about the Pharisees in the New Testament of the Bible, right? And now how legalistic the Jewish people are. And, or they watch some videos on YouTube about the Rothschilds and uh, some conspiracy theory, how the Jews are behind all the bad things that are happening in the world and they're controlling everything. And I'm like, well, if they were controlling everything, shouldn't they be able to control their own land? You know what I mean? Like you would think just the stuff that people say doesn't add up. And so there's people on my side of, of the, that don't like the fact that I sit down at a table with you and I call you a brother and I say, we need to work together for the purposes of God. We need to be able to read the scriptures and work together to do the things that God says. These prophecies are not just there for us to sit back and be like, hmm, I wonder what exactly. God's going to do. These are invitations for us to participate, right? I have a role and you have a role, right? I'm positive that there are people on your side, right? And I say your side, right? We're on the same side. We realize that, but other people don't. There's people on your side that criticize you for sitting down at a table with somebody and like me. Everybody listen. We speak about Hebrew roots. I always want yeah. to st start to speak about Hebrew roots. We are both, I, I believe, pioneers. We are both Amen. revolutions. We are both, uh, you know, Hebrew roots. What is Hebrew? Who was the first Hebrew? Yeah, Abraham. Who was Abraham? Yeah. What What is a Hebrew? What is the meaning of the of Hebrew? To cross over. He cross over. Yeah. What What is the meaning of cross over? Exactly. You're very very well informed. So cross over. That means he was in one part of the of the river, and all over the world was in another part. Echadaya Avram, Avram was lonely. Yes. He was lonely. He was a revolution. All the world was idol shipper. His father was an idol shipper, a big priest of idol ships. Yeah. And he broke all the status in his home. And he was alone. And everyone who is going in the path of being, you know, with God and being with the Bible and being independent seriously in what he is doing, a revolutionary, an agent of change. Sure. And so we are, and we are a lot of time you feel alone. And yeah. this is the main thing. So we are criticized in many, many ways. And this is why we, people who love Israel, share the common things, who love the Bible, love the Hebrew roots, need to join together. We don't have the privilege not to work together and to do whatever we right. can to change the situation. Well, because right now um, they're firing rockets at you, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, let's say that we decide not to participate and help and do something right? Do whatever we can, right? Whatever little things, you know, um, because it's a, a million little things that make the one big thing, you know, it doesn't, people see the big event, 
they don't see all the little things that led up yeah. to the big event, right? Yeah. Um, but just like it's just like in the Holocaust, you know, uh, I, I was at um, uh, what's the Holocaust Museum in Israel? Yad Vashem. Yeah, Yad Vashem. I was at Yad Vashem, and you know they have the big quote on the wall that says, you know, they came for the you know these people, and I did nothing, right? Yeah. They came for these people, and I did nothing. They came for these people, so they go after. They came for these people. They came for me, and no one was there to help, right? Yeah. And, and you know, God forbid, I think that in, in America especially, uh, we have a lot of privileges. Um, not for nothing, I'm, I'm sitting in a place and I'm, we're not hiding. This isn't a secret bunker. Uh, and I'm able to... Studio B. It's a Studio B, exactly yeah. right. And I'm able to express myself and, and worship God the way that I feel God has called me to do that. And I have the freedom to do so. And there's nobody coming in, threatening me at gunpoint or telling me that I can't, right? Or arresting you. Oh, and exactly my point. But you in your own country are, are struggling with the very basic freedom that I take for granted to, to come in and do what I, what I feel God has called me to do. I've, and I've been on the Temple Mount, and I guarantee you that if I had gone with the other people, they would have let me do whatever I want. Walk up and down the steps of this yeah. place and that place. I could have prostrated myself. I could have wailed up to the Lord yeah. and prayed. But because you have peyote and they know who you are, right, you can't. And it's a double standard. Uh, it's a double standard, it's a hypocrisy, and this is why the fi to fix this. So we can use from time to time the terminology, I use it a lot in the court uh, uh, to fight it back, but you need to go to your roots, yeah. to your real Hebrew roots, and to say the truth directly yeah. and ser seriously. Listen, I received, on my, in the last two weeks, I was being thrown seven Molotov cocktails on me and on my car, two of them when my children were in the car, twice terror, terror shoot on me uh, one lynch before of my eyes in jerusalem and a grenade who thanks god wasn't exploding and, and, and my life was saved only in the last two weeks there is a war thousands of missiles in the sc in, in the sky i cannot even we don't have a, even a lot enough time to express how, Listen, how if that ever happened to me like here and somebody like through and maybe any of you guys watching if that happened to me I mean, I'd have a story for years. I'd be telling that story. You know what I mean? This happens to you multiple times in you two weeks. You know what happened? Multiple times. And a few weeks, you know, I received three multiple cocktails from 10 meters in Lod, in the center of Israel, in Tel Aviv, when I was wanting, I went to uh, represent people over there in the, in the police. And uh, and I saw when I'm running over there, I'm shooting back. I'm I'm, I'm running up from there, and I see five policemen afraid, hiding themselves uh, next to a, a home. And we go back, and there is missiles in the air. It's like... It's uh, it's apocalyptic. It was it's crazy, and I receive threat every time I go to court. There was not even one time lately that I don't somebody don't spit on me, don't Arabs don't spit on me, uh, 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 trying to to attack me in any way, and I receive direct threats. It's even something that I don't say to my family all the time, and it's something we need. To, it's the situation now. It's crazy in Israel, and if you love Israel and you support Israel and you love the Bible. Now it's time to act. This yeah. is what I'm telling you. It's we are now in the end time, and people will ask us. As, uh, also, Wait, you, so you believe? I mean, I know that the, a lot of the people watching this believe in the end times. We're coming to the time where Messiah should be coming. Of soon. course, of course. It's we are in the generation. So of we Messiah. both believe that. We believe in so many things in common. We have our differences, <laughs> of course. But but why focus we on have, those? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this is what I believe. I believe yeah. uh, once there is uh, respect, we need to work together yeah. as much as we can. You know what I want. Um, you know I don't know. You know 
I don't know if I personally or the people that I know will ever be so good, right, or so good at taking action and doing the right things of God that will ever merit the return of Messiah. You know what I mean? But I pray that this generation, that there are people that are doing the things of God that will merit Messiah. The principle, I will tell you, a short lesson in Judaism. The principle in, in Judaism about Messiah, one of the most important principles, it's to believe in all your heart that Mashiach, Messiah, can come tomorrow. Yes. And when you believe in something like that, it's not only uh, you need to be prepared, and you, you need to do watching. whatever, and you need to do whatever you can to bring him. Yes. And this is what we are trying to to do as much as we can to do to work our to, in ourselves in an inner wise and in our action as much as we can to be a part of this work. Wouldn't it? And be the cool? Jewish people, yeah. Think about this. Wouldn't it be cool if we're doing things right? Because we all play a role. But if we're doing things that when Messiah does come. Right. He comes and he's like, all right, I need you and I need you. Come on. We have work to do. Right. I mean, like the, you no. get to participate and like and why? Because you were already doing it. Right. Because exactly. you're already doing the things. The end. Who will build the temple is the guy who know how to how to fix things. <laughs> That's right. Who is who know how to purify Amen. himself, to Amen. go to the mikveh, to the to uh, and so all those kind of things. This yes. this it's not again. It's not a prayer. It's not the only. It's something serious who is happening. If it was a one hundred million dollar business. We will uh, we will go down to all the details. Yes. And this is now that it's a spiritual religion. You know, I always say I don't want to be a, a religious man. I want to be a real believer. And yes. To, and to act as much, not as a ritual, but to act as much as we want. And we are now in the time, in, the, in this generation, we are experiencing history. And I'm telling you t- again and again and again, how could it be that hundreds of millions of people who believe in this book are not active enough how could it be, especially on the heart of Israel, those small communities, and it's going more and more people who are like going back to their Hebrew roots and mm-hmm. are studying the Torah, learning a little bit of Hebrew, <coughs> a lot of them. And this is, but we need to accelerate this. Yes. And we need to. I agree. Christians with Torah needs to go worldwide. Help me out. Kadima, Share it with your Kadima, friends. Let's, do, know. let's yeah. do it. Join us. Go, go you know, uh, follow me. I can I will bring you also my number. Yeah. If I may, I will yeah, give yeah, you no, my personal listen. number. So so here one of the points that I want to make um, is that here in the States, you've you've described your situation very clearly, right? Um, I'm not facing the persecution that you're facing. And I even bet that if I were to be there, which I've been there, right, that I wouldn't face the persecution, even in the land, me myself, that you face. And it's your home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, one of the things that, I mean, you do a lot of practical things over there, and, and we've, we've touched on some of them, but, I mean, just an attorney who works pro bono, now pro bono meaning free, right? Yeah, yeah. Giving your service for free yeah. to people whose rights have been violated, meaning they were praying at the heart of the Jewish world at the Temple Mount, or they happen to be in the biblical heartland of Israel. Or we have a 16-year-old girl who just went with a flag of Israel to one of the gates of the old city and was arrested. I'm sorry. A woman, I I will show it tonight. I did. I saw the video. A a, a woman with a flag of Israel, she's crying for the disgrace because she came with a flag of Israel because the the government and the police didn't allow 
to the march of the flags to happen in Jerusalem. Well, was she causing like mm-hmm. a riot? No, she didn't cause nothing. The Arabs ca- caused the riots and she was uh, arrested in front of all the Arabs over there who were applauding and, and whistling her. and heckling her. And she was crying because of this disgrace, Chilul Hashem, we call it, the disgrace of name of God, when a Jew who is holding a brave girl who is holding the, the, the flag of Israel is taking by po- their own policemen out. Now, I usually don't love to, what we say in Hebrew, to clean their the the, clo- the dirty clothes yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah, here yeah, in broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. The dirty laundry. But I am telling you, there is a fight between good and bad in the world. Iran wants to kill Israel not because of any so-called uh, land dispute. We have 16,000 kilometers of difference between us. Sure. It, they, it's like the same reason why they want to kill us, because of the same reason that Achashverosh, the king in, in the time of Esther the queen, Esther the queen, the right. book of Esther, the same reason, Aman, Aman from Amalek, the same divine reason. It's Amalek. All, I mean, it's Amalek who want to kill us. Yeah. And there is a, as, as, as Mashiach time are, are coming, as redemption time are coming, and the end times is, 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 is coming, so also the people who are against yeah. this light are trying to raise and to do whatever they can. What, why do they fight us so much? Why yeah. it's so easy for me, uh, d- d- difficult for me to fundraise, or, uh, uh, and everybody uh, is attacking what I'm doing? Why? Well, shouldn't World Vision? Why the UN? Why <laughs> <laughs> this is another subject we need to speak to your yeah. to your audience. Uh, remind me, why in in a, uh, the UN and the EU restoration when they speak about when they speak about uh, um, that Israel don't have any connection to Jerusalem in the history or now, only nine countries all over the world vote against it. Why? Because it's a divine work. It's a divine fight between good and bad. And when I speak to my brothers and sisters, the Jewish... It's exposing those that are evil. Yeah. So when I speak to my brothers and sisters, the Jewish people who live here in exile... Yeah. And this is the, big, the biggest exile, you know, Boca Raton, Beverly Hills. <laughs> you are living the good life and you, you ca- and unfortunately, if they will not awake, so the God have other ways to make them awake. And we are praying it's not, will be in that anti-Semitic and, and, and things like that. Amen. And this is why it's so important to, to speak to my brothers and sisters, just go back home. Now we are going two months, we are going to do the sabbatical year. When the majority of the population of Israel will have the Yovel, the Jovel, Jovel, Jubilee. So it's uh, we need to bring them home. And when I speak to our gentles friends, you need to be more active and more knowledgeable. And fifty-seven million dollars from good Christians all over the world gave it as a donation to World Vision, for example, yeah. who give it to Hamas to kill my brothers and sisters. People give money to stupid causes. I'm sorry to tell yeah. you the truth. Well, they, they don't uh, know they're stupid cops. Save, they the, think, save oh, the cats and the dogs in oh, Jerusalem, yeah, yeah, for yeah. example. Raise money three times more than me. And it's, wow, <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Yeah. No, People would rather give money to animals than the human yeah. being today. But I this laugh because otherwise you have to cry. But to know? give to World Vision, the International Council of, Chur- International Council of Churches, Bread of Life, a lot of, I, we have a list. We did, we did a lot of research about Christian organizations who are sponsoring terror, including your tax money. When you, when you are giving money now to Gaza, half a billion dollars from the US they just pr- they are laughing at that that they they gain money from the last uh, battle a billion dollar the uh, plus a billion dollar it's it's like a service that all the world all the anti-semitic world is helping them for for the bad uh, reason uh, sorry but in this 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 list of christians organizations who are fighting your tax money goes to wrong direction yeah 
They are giving salaries to terrorists who kill our brothers and sisters. They receive a scholarship of 40000 or like $5,000. Yeah. They receive... Per month. Per month per if you month. kill a Jew. Yes. From your government, from your tax money. Yeah. There is a minister of pri prisoners in the so-called PLO, the Palestinian Authority. And they are giving money to... Uh, many people are doing terror attacks because they want this money for their yeah. family. Right. Uh, UNRWA schools that the U.S. sponsors... The UNO school who are teaching every morning, you praise the jihad and the shaheeds who kill my brothers and sisters. This need to be stopped. And we need to call in the name of Hashem. Yeah. I say we, are, we don't agree with that. We will do whatever we can to maintain Israel as a Jewish state, as a biblical state. And together we will bring redemption. Well, I mean, everything that you've just listed, um, you know, the, the money that goes, to, like, for example, to Gaza, right? Um, I don't have a problem with... Uh, innocent civilians homes being rebuilt but the problem is that that money doesn't go to do that that money goes to build oh they broke the tunnels yeah. they build tunnels under look i've been there so like it's just weird when you know these things and you see these things i was talking about um the joshua and caleb report yeah. josh uh and luke put out a video that was incredible to me the other day um that shows a staged riot event just outside of Shechem, right at the gate of Shechem, as they're going to order, and they're th you know they're burning tires and they're throwing rocks, but they're not throwing rocks at anybody. They're throwing it out in the middle of the street, and then the press is filming it. Yeah. And then what happens later that day? So the point is, is that there's a, all this misinformation and these things that go out. And if you know when you see those things, you almost wouldn't believe it if it was on the news. But a personal friend of mine, Joshua Waller, right, and and Luke Hilton, I I, I know these yeah. guys. I mean, just I mean, I know them. Yeah. They're the ones that are presenting this, and I'm like, these are trustworthy, righteous people that are witnessing these these crazy things. Anyways, this, to, yeah. your, to your point, um, you have been representing people, right? That's one of the things that you do. It's one facet, um, but there's there's a bigger overall calling, which I believe is the same calling um, that a lot of us should have, which is the restoration and reconciliation of the whole house of Israel, right, in the land, right. So there's the land of Israel first has to be restored in its fullness, right, before any of the redemption can come, right? I mean, or maybe there's a process that somewhere along uh, the way. It's, it's more complicated in the moment than that. Again, I'm telling you, in, in Judaism, you can you believe every day Mashiach can come and we yeah. want to come with that. When, listen, what I'm doing, it's not only representing and trying to fix Zion in the judgment system and redeem Zion by judgment, but also we build new villages. So I that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. So before you get there, I want to just, because some people may be watching this for the first time. Some people may be, this may be old hat. But uh, on the news, you hear the term West Bank. Yeah. Okay. Well the, well, the West Bank is not the West Bank. It's the eastern side of Israel, first of all. Second of all, I have a Bible. You have a Bible. If you're watching this, good chance you also have a Bible. Well, when you read through the Bible and you hear Abraham went from here to there, or Jacob went from there to here, all those places, Shechem, Beit El, uh, you know, uh, Mount Gerizim, Harbacha, right? Mount Ebal, uh, Joshua's altar. All of these sites in, in the, you know, in the Bible that you read all happened in the West Bank. Exactly. Well, it's not the West Bank of anything. Like I said, it's the east side of Israel. It's the historical Judea and Samaria. It's truly the biblical heartland of Israel. I've never read a Bible story in Tel Aviv. There might be like one mention of it, actually, now that I think about it. But I know there's not like a bunch of significant things that happened biblically in Tel Aviv. Jerusalem, obviously, but all of these other areas that I mentioned, Galilee, you know, all the way to the northern side of Israel. I mean, there's the West Bank green line goes all the way up into all exactly. this territory, all over where 
you know, the biblical matriarchs and patriarchs lived and the biblical and God met with them in these places. So one would think that the Arab world and the the United Nations and all these places would be saying, oh, this is the area where the Jews belong. But what they're doing is they're saying, no, 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 the Jews belong everywhere except in the place where the Bible says they belong, which is essentially the way I kind of see it, right? Because if you look at the map, right, I mean, it's... So, first of all, you're right. 99% of the biblical stories happen in Judea and Samaria and in the heart of Israel. We are yeah. called Jewish because we are from Judea yeah. and Samaria. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, uh, the West Bank, it's not, as you said, it's not in the West, it's in the East. There is no bank yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and, and this, yes. But one thing I want to, to say that the Arabs want to kill us, whatever, where we right, will be. Right, right. Also from the river to the also sea. From yeah. the river to the sea, and also in Germany, they want to kill us, yeah, yeah, as we saw in the history. Uh, um, now, of course, this is why they are focusing on the heart of Israel, on the Temple Mount, and on Judea and Samaria. Our enemies are very smart. Yes. They have good, um, they, they understand what to do, and they are hitting the heart. They are trying to kill the, the Israel, and they do, and they are focusing and targeting the heart of Israel, which our biblical connection to the to the land. Uh, and always, when I'm going, I interview in the channels, uh, the big channels in Israel. It's always in Jaffa, in, in Tel Aviv. I always joke on them that I'm not coming to this place. It's occupation because those places were on 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 uh, on uh, Arab uh, ho- homes. Yeah, I live in a place that nobody lived there for thousands of years. So that's exactly what I was about to ask you. I've I've been to the West Bank, right? I've stayed on top of the mountain in Harbacha, and I look out and I see Arab villages and I see Jewish villages. And one yeah. of the things that confuses me is I keep hearing that the Jews are settling on Arab land or on Palestinian land. Yeah. And now, first off, we just established that biblically, you can throw that out the window; it's garbage. But let's just use their terminology, right? I don't see any Jewish villages that are being built on top of Arab villages. As a matter of fact, I see Arab villages that I've seen with my own eyes that are empty. There's nobody there. It's just houses just to hold the spot. We just did a program about two Musaya, one of the most closest villages next to Eshkodesh, to the place I'm living now. And it's a very, it's a multi-millionaire's village with 11,000 uh, 11, citizens, but only... Uh, one or two thousand people are in the spot because all of them live abroad. Those are rich Arabs yeah, yeah. who live abroad, and they're the professors last, at university. And the last terrorist who killed uh, Yehuda uh, in the uh, injection of Tapuach was uh, uh, from there, and he lived in the United States of America for eleven years. He learned radical Islam here, and he came to kill Jews in Israel. Yeah. So yeah, probably in a university a big, somewhere. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big problem. It's a big, uh, and uh, what you're saying, it's it's all the part of these demonizations and yeah. and the fa- and line that people have and this is why it's important that people be more informed so one of the things that i saw um i actually flew to israel on january 28th 2020 that was the day that trump and uh, netanyahu uh presented the deal of the century so i'm in a plane while they're doing a press conference and we all knew is it a good idea to be showing up to israel on the day of the deal of the century who knows what's going to happen because people people have that right it's just like the sin of the spies right? They believe that there's giants in the land and, oh, there's missiles coming out or Molotov cocktails, right? If God wants you to be alive and he has work for you to do, nobody can touch you. I mean, I I firmly believe that. Um, But it takes real tangible faith to to live the way that you live, doing the things that you do in the face of the opposition that you receive, real opposition, not fake, 
somebody said something mean to me opposition, like real opposition. Yeah. Somebody shooting at you, things like that. Um, so when I, when we were sitting there, we were just getting all the information, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm with, um, you know, a lot of people that had come from all over the world to come and volunteer in Israel to serve the Jewish farmers, um, in the mountains of Samaria, right? To fulfill biblical prophecy. It's an exciting, rich experience. But since this came out, it was a lot of the talk was about the deal of the century. And so we were just getting the maps and being able to look at like what they did. And we learned that in the plan, we counted while we were there 300 times. It mentions a Palestinian state in the deal of the century. It doesn't sound like a deal of the century to me, but that's beside the point. And then we noticed that, you know, basically they're cutting off. Even the town of Harbacha, where I was, was basically going to become a ghetto. They were going to put a wall around right. it and a one way in, one way out. And then the one way in and one way out was not really protected anymore because they're going to be pulling the IDF presence out of that area and allowing Palestinian military, God forbid, to control the, the area around it, which we can only imagine what the ultimate results of that would be. So when... Uh, that was going on, and we're looking at the map. One of the things that I noticed is that the borders were drawn at the edges of the vineyards that we were pruning. And I was like, why didn't we build 10 more rows, you know? And uh, one of the things that I, I want people to really understand about the work that you're doing, you, people hear that Jews are stealing Palestinian land in the West Bank, right? And just the sentence when it comes, it almost makes me sick to my stomach to say something like that, be, to repeat those words, because there's so much non-truth, so many lies built into that sentence that I have to unpack. Hey, it's not the West Bank, right? Hey, this is not Palestinian. You know, you have to, to break the, the lies down one by one to give people a foundation to understand why it's a lie, you, because they've been fed it so much by the media. Even if they're not a real, you know, they're not engaged, they still hear it passively. So they assume that, you know what, this guy, Nadi, he's just this evil guy who's over here trying to steal land. No, Nadi's a pioneer, right? And this is one of the things I want people to understand. Pioneering land that's not settled. You guys are going out into the middle of nowhere. Actually, I heard your story, right? You drove a car right. and it broke down. Right. And that's where you started a village? Yeah, we live in a car for a year and a, and a half after I'm a military, then in a cave. And as, you, <laughs> and as you said, the vineyards are doing a lot of work to protect the land. But I want to tell you something. All the things you say, it's, it's, of course you are right. The lie is so big today. When we were children, we were doing small lies, trying to yeah. see a little bit of truth and a little bit of lie to hide our lies. Today, the lie is so exposed. It's always, everything is so upside down. What bigger lie you can imagine than to give a Nobel Prize for peace to Yasser Arafat, an archi-terrorist who killed hundreds of, Ju of Jewish <laughs> yeah. women, children, and men. Not only <laughs> he didn't repent, he, he, did, he did the opposite, but also to give them a Nobel Prize for yeah. peace. So how deep the lie goes. My way to deal with those lies, it's just, we don't have time to, we don't have enough time to try to bring facts where everybody, uh, you, 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 are, is, you are better than me <laughs> in those kind of things. I want to approach people like you guys who are watching this, listening to that. And you have hearts for Israel. You have heart for the Bible. You are connected to our causes. You want to be part of bringing redemption to the land of Israel and to the entire world. Yes. Join us. We don't yeah. have time to fight all the darkness in the, the way of exposing those, those lies. We need yeah. to take the light people, the people who are with us, and to be together and to act. You have a privilege to be a part of what we are doing now in yeah. redemption time. Should you act, 
or should you only yeah. stay, think, and, and pray for that? This you, is my call today. One of the things that I, I firmly believe in, when I, when I read the New Testament, I read that we are ministers of reconciliation and that the partition, the middle wall between the Jew and the Gentile, the Jew and the Christian believers in God, that that wall has been torn down, right? And that this is the answer, that, that working together for the causes of God. Because I think that we get wrapped up in the way we think, but just as important as the way you think is what you do. And so what we do is we allow the way that we think to prevent us from doing. Well, I can't do that because they don't believe the way that I do or they don't think the way that I do, so we can't work together. And I think, personally, I think that's hogwash because ultimately you could be doing something worthwhile to, to bring reconciliation and to, to help build the land of Israel and the kingdom of God in effect, and yet people sit on their hands. And so what should they be doing? They should be giving money, right? They should be going and participating in volunteer programs if they can. Um, they should be uh, telling others. They should be uh, radical in the way that they expose the lies of people out there, especially since a lot of people mean well in America, but they're misinformed. They're ignorant. They've been taught lies. And all they're doing is they're just, they're just parroting the lies. They're just, um, you know, they're just repeating what they've been told. And somebody has to come around and be like, none of what you just said is true. As a matter of fact, everything you just said is not only untrue, but it's dangerous, the lies that you're telling, because they affect people's life. People like my friend Nadi, right? You, you perpetuate these <laughs> lies, and then people like you are stuck in the same situation and without a way to, to make progress. You know, what real progress. Well, let's make progress, you know? It's the first step that I believe it's to establish contact. Be in touch. Yes. Be in touch with me. I have a Facebook page, Nati Rom. I have a YouTube uh, 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 page called also Nati Rom. The Heart and the Israel. N A T I R O M. Join us. Follow us. Uh, share it to others. This is very, very, very important. And also, I will give you my personal number. Where right, you can you send me a message on WhatsApp and Telegram. It's the best for, um, way for me to communicate. We have thousands of people that we are in touch with. My number is plus like zero zero. Plus nine seven two five two five six six five six six zero. Plus nine seven two five two. And that's five the same six number six that I message you. Five six six zero. Send me a message, and I'm adding you to a list to receive all our the truth about the heart of Israel. Yeah. We are updating when there is a uh, where there is a terror attack. When we do a new village, as we d we didn't talk about it by the way, our new village that we are establishing right now called Eviatar. In one night, forty homes. This is Zionism. It's an opportunity to be privileged. Where I have people. How did you do forty homes? Oh, in one I night? will tell you the story. It's uh, forty homes, like like two or three weeks. But in one night, we get, went out. Like like in the British times, we did the Choma Migdal, the, two, uh, the, the fence and the tower operation. Nice. Ta ta hundreds of Jewish gathered together to build. And this is what we do. We're we, we establishing our connection with the heart of Israel, to, with the land of Israel, a covenant with God and with the land. And this is the most important. The second, of course, it's... Now, did you guys displace anybody to do that? No, of you course. You didn't kick Listen, anybody Listen, the place, Judea and Samaria, it's 90% empty. <laughs> 90% and we are talking about a land that every inch is important we are such a tiny land yeah you know I was in Texas just to go from uh, I don't know from Dallas to to Houston it's it's more than uh, from from here from from uh, where are we now in Tampa yeah to go to Miami it's longer than go from all to pass all the country of Israel from from south to north 
Wow. From here to Miami will take me more time. Tomorrow I'm flying back home from Miami. It will take me more time than to drive from the north side of Israel to the to the south. Incredible. Uh, uh, so every inch is important. When Judea and Samaria, it's empty. And in the 18th century, it was 10 times more empty. Right. Mark Twain is walking over there and said, it's a dreary and heartbroken land. I didn't see nobody for days. So yeah. th- and when we started, when I live in a car and in a cave, we were praying that an Arab shepherd will arrive that we'll be able to see somebody to speak to him to share some knowledge and to drink coffee together. Uh, um, so of course we are on government land of Israel and the Arabs together with the uh, countries who want to demolish Israel uh, and with the money of people they support and their donations, it's unbelievable how, yeah. m- how much money they have and they are tr- they are fighting on what we call the sea territory on the, on the land of Israel. They receive an also agreement A and B. And now they're yeah. working very, very hard to take our land. And we need to fight back. And we need your help for that. So yeah. I call, we call it the project, the Gideon Soldier Project. And we are, tr- people help us monthly uh, with, uh, f- with a privilege to be a part of what we are doing. And this is how we can build more, do more, and, and so build out Hashem, bring So they're making monthly donations, $5, redemption. $10, $100, $1,000, yeah. whatever they can do. Yeah. Um, and where do they go to do that? So they go to the heartlandofisrael.org, the heartlandofisrael.org. The heartlandofisrael.org yeah the and Heartland of, of course you can send me a message on facebook you can send me a message on on my whatsapp on my telegram whatever and th- to be to establish contact and to be a part it's a privilege you be, can be a part of redemption time yeah wow no that's incredible well first of all thank you so much for being here thank it, you the privilege is mine right thank I mean, you you have a beautiful studio be here <laughs> you know i um i'm i'm excited to to get to finally sit down and, and do an interview with you and you know i really wanted our audience to to see somebody that's actually doing the work um you know there's uh i was having a discussion with some some brothers today in a study uh this morning and we were talking about how there's no job too big or too small, and there's nothing that's beneath you, if it's cleaning the bathrooms or whatever, right? And I think too many people think that certain things are beneath them, right? And I, 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 one of the biggest privileges that I've ever had was taking my son over to the land of Israel and getting my hands dirty in the land. And so, you know, we planted trees. Actually, uh, we got to make a video with Israel 365 and Rabbi Tuli Weiss. Are you yeah. familiar with him? Yeah. And uh, so like it opens and it's me and Christian and we're plowing away and I'm talking, telling, hey, we're from Tampa. We're digging, you know, here, planting trees. And, uh, and that video went all over the world, had thousands of views on that video, you know. And then uh, just this last month during all of this commotion, um, now I'm not 100% sure if the trees that we planted were in this section, but on the side they of the mountain, burned. There at Hayavel, yeah. uh, terrorists from the yeah, Arab we village. Have, we, last, last, week, last week in Esh Kodesh, 1,000 trees were cut. Yeah. They burned yes. 2,500 no, 2, trees. Yeah. All yeah. the fields around Esh Kodesh and in all Judea and Samaria, now there is also around Jerusalem, they, are f- they set fire. It's very hot to, uh, in those days, and they yeah. are setting fire. They are trying to fight us in every way they can. But you know, think about this. These are these are fruit trees. This is these are forest trees. This is going to help. I mean, uh, in that video, it talks about the the briar that grows. You know what they call the widow's garment, and how the land has been desolate, and that this briar can't live under the shade of a tree. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a um, they call it a widow's garment because it's a, a a symbol of the desolation that has been left. But when you plant trees and you have a forest, uh, the desolation goes away, right? Uh, and you see green right. and it's that's beautiful. Right. And all over the land of Israel since 1948, things have gone from brown to green. I've seen 
I've seen it. Yeah, come I, to visit. Come I, to visit I, to Ishkodesh. It's like Toscana today with all the vineyards that we put, yeah. all the, f- the the trees that we put. They bring destruction uh, and hate and terror, and we are trying to bring redemption, love, and to uh, and to do whatever we can to flourish the land yeah. of Israel. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time thank that you've spent with me. Um, I hope more and more of your listeners, listeners will join us, and together we can win that. We just need to be unified and to be focused and to act, and of course, pray. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the reconciliation of Jews and Christians to me is it's a big, a big thing because I think um, there's just been so much misinformation and, and hatred out of ignorance. Yeah. Um, and there's been sins that my forefathers have committed that, that you know, I repent of even though they weren't me, right? But um, I think that there comes a time where a generation has to say enough is enough and shake hands literally and figuratively oh, and say, sure. um, you know, let, let us bless God together and let God be blessed by our love for one another. Amen. Amen. So, Am Yisrael Chai. Am Yisrael Chai. Bless you guys. Have a great week.